0: Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, everybody. Today, we have a real treat for you. We're going international all day today. Our first guests are a band that keeps it all in the family. They've released 10 albums and over 400 singles that have yielded multiple top contemporary jazz hits. They truly are a global ensemble that has played all over the world and collaborated with the likes of Paul Brown, Julian Vaughn, Marcus Anderson, and a host of others. They are Magdalena Kovensova, Robert Fertel, and Gabriella Kovensova. Please welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, 3Style.
1: Hey, Carl, we are so glad and so honored to be on your show. Wow, we are going all the way from Croatia.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the way from Croatia today. That is fantastic. And we thank you so much for being on the show. I know Robert's going to join us a little bit later and Gabriella mm-hmm. couldn't make it, but I'm excited to have you on right now. And then we'll kind of run through and get a little bit from y- your perspective of three style and your music and your thoughts on the industry and things like that. So I want to start by understanding, I know you play the saxophone as your primary instrument. But you play other instruments mm-hmm. as well, right?
1: Yes, I actually started as a kid with the recorder and with the piano. I was like about age of five, and of course we were both singing me and my twin sister in our mom's choir. Oh, wow! So we were really nice musical background, and then I also tried the clarinet, a little bit of drums, and flute, and what else? A little wow. bit of guitar too, but it wasn't really my thing. And also Robert, he was playing flugelhorn. In his childhood, and my sister, she started also different instruments and she studied drums, also including the timpani, marimba and vibraphone. Wow. So it's really a lot of instruments. And, you know, I am very, very happy that we did this because when we compose music, it's very good to have also harmonical uh, instrument, not just saxophone, you know, it's just melodic instrument. And then you have the harmony and you have a lot of possibilities to program and to play more voices, yeah. and this this is very good, very practical.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking as you were running down all those instruments that you guys all play. I was thinking to myself, wow, when you guys go into the studio, you don't need anybody else, right? <laughs> you guys can, you you guys pretty much are self contained unit and can do pretty much anything. It sounds like.
1: Yes, we do, but we. I forgot to say that Robert also, of course, does all the production, and he also plays bass. Yeah, and a uh, normal trumpet. But we prefer to work with our great friend. He's yeah. like a family to us. James L. Manning on bass. He's really many, many years with us. And also touring on the West Coast. Okay. And on keyboards is mostly also Louis Lang Jr. Yeah. As you may, may know him. But we have also Christopher Troy and Rayford Griffin on some of our albums. Yeah. And they are amazing together. You know, we did this soul project all together in one studio not like you know remotely like now when it was the kind of a lockdown time in that studio it was everything one room so like it used to be in the past so it really was great energy it's you can't replace this you know but of course during the these lockdown times and and the crisis or how to call it it was good that we could send music back and forth and record also this time and don't don't wait you know so it's uh, so good that the technology is so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, the technology allows us to do a whole lot more than we used to. You know, interesting thought just came to my mind. You know, you guys being based internationally, but you guys do work all over the world. Do you guys have like your U.S. band that you work with and your European band that you work with? Or do you do you, do you have a core of people that regardless of where you're, where you're touring or where you're working that you bring in to work with you?
1: Yeah, yeah. We do have West Coast Band on the US. We have also East Coast Band and also, you know, it depends how far the places are. Yeah. And mostly we do work with the local musicians because it's much easier. Yeah. They have their own uh, equipment there. And sometimes also they don't need a hotel because they can drive yep. not so far. Yep. And in Europe also, we have some musicians from London, some in uh, here in uh, Central Europe. And this is also great experience because even the songs are kind of same. Yeah. every musician puts a different touch to it, yeah, and it's it's so yeah, it could sound so so much different than each song, so everyone puts his or hers own energy, and it's very interesting to sometimes hear oh really, it yeah. sounds like that, and you know, and That's we are very cool. open for this. We don't want then it just sounds every time the same, you know we yeah. we have a kind of arrangement, of course, but we are often always open. When it's for example a soloing part or there is some a kind of outro or jamming part and yeah. you know, this is uh, yeah. Yeah, this is how it
0: your music is very is very diverse. You know, I've listened to a yeah. lot of your music and it blends a lot of uh-huh. musical styles. How do you guys describe your music mm-hmm. or what are you chasing with your music?
1: Yeah, well, I've developed a lot of kind of flavors which are mixing us together. So Mm -hmm. we are like a Latino music. We like R and B, soft R and B. Yeah. And we blend together and we don't want to always sound like they say, yeah, okay, it should be for the radio. It should be this and this kind of sound. We are kind of trying to think free about the sound and be more unique as our sound. Because I think if, if you try to fit in some drawer, you know, it's, it's kind of a dead end, you know, it's going to be dangerous. Then you will sound always the same. It's fun. That's the most important thing. It's fun, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah that's <laughs> so great.
1: It must be fun. If, if the fun ends, then... <laughs> yeah.
0: So you grew up, Magdalena, in the Czech Republic, you and your sister, correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so what was the music scene there as you were growing up? And what, what kind of things were you listening to?
1: The music scene was actually incredible. We were living like 10 minutes by foot from a jazz club. And they were playing bands and solo musicians and in every genre but mostly jazz kind of thing. And we knew we were still kids and we knew many there and they introduced us to another ones and they also brought us records to listen to. So it was great influence for us and we loved it, you know, and it's a small country, Czech Republic, but you wouldn't believe how many great musicians come from there. Also yeah. many of them live abroad, but it's really, for example, when Dave Veckel is playing a show in Prague, uh-huh. then from every little town around people come and go to the to the show you know i'm not sure if it happens in every country but it's really check people love live music
0: yeah yeah that's great that's Mm -hmm. great so talk to me about your career evolution i know you started out very young playing multiple instruments and singing in your mom's choir but talk to us about how from there your career evolved and your your love of your craft evolved
1: as I say, we started as a kids to playing music and then we started to also study it. And already in our studies, we had a lot of shows and we traveled a lot and toured a lot. So it was the best school of life to, <laughs> to say, you know, to not just to play with a school band and between four walls, how we say, but to real have a real experience of playing and performing into the live audience. And I think the most crucial thing was that we started to make our own music. You know, in the past, we, we played some just standards, maybe covers and so. And, but later on, we decided we want to do freestyle and that's why it's freestyle because it's me, Robert and Gabriella, three of us. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Of course, in the band are more musicians, but this is the, the basic starting family of the, of the band.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And. So how old were you when you guys started touring?
1: I was actually like 19, 20 when we started to tour. Okay. And before we were just playing locally, I had also already, but I was maybe 14, 15, a few little gigs, you know. Yeah, yeah. And my sister, but not, not so far. But in this time we started to tour and it was a mixture of music and covers and jazz standards and some, you know, loved, beloved songs. And I have to say, I really enjoy the most to play. Oh, music This is the best.
0: Great. And then you guys have also noticed, you know, collaborated with quite a few different artists. Are there some artists that you, some other artists that you're hoping to collaborate with someday? And who would some of those folks be?
1: Well, I have to say that our dreams really came true already with many artists, like Jimmy Heslip, for example. Oh, yeah. You know, Mark, he's the producer from Queen, Freddie Mercury and more of this. He's a great friend of us. He's living actually in Germany, Munich, and also Paul Brown, of course. Yeah. So these uh, these guys were really dream, dreams come true. And there is really, it's difficult to say who that would be because there is a long list of our still wishes to collaborate with. And it's a great thing to still have some goals, you know, maybe this would be great. And so I also have to say that there are so many musicians who are not maybe so known, but they are incredibly uh, talented. And this is also, I have to say that, like, for example, Damon Day, uh, the vocalist, is on our latest few uh, albums. He wasn't so known before. And he's just amazing Our husbands, you know And Latonia uh, Black are really great, great, great uh, talents And they co-write some of the songs with us And there's the chemistry with songwriting and also life on stage So yeah, yeah. these are just amazing, amazing people
0: That's fantastic, that's fantastic Well, let's take a listen to what was one of your really, really big hits This is Ready to Go just heard 3Style with their big hit Ready to Go Magdalena tell us a little bit about that song and how that song came to be
1: this actually started with one really kind of a clavinet like pattern and the whole group from the song started with it and then we were kind of jamming around it and in this time also Paul Brown was visiting us and then I was jamming into it and he said yeah this melody this will be actually cool he's got really great feeling what would be the best hook and he tell you ah Use this part. You sh- this should be the hook, you know? Okay. And we didn't really expect it. It was so surprising. that It went so popular and it went to number one on Billboard. Yeah. So it was a really big dream come true too.
0: <laughs> yeah. How did, that, how did that impact your career going forward after that? Because that was a big deal for you guys.
1: Yes, definitely. This, this is a big, big achievement for us. And, uh, you know, once we reached the top of the chart, you can say, you know, uh, we, we, did, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah. We were so happy. And people also start to see you with different eyes. But of course, the charts are not everything. You right, know? There are many right. great, great artists who never reached number one or never won any award or something. And still, they are amazing. So it's not everything, of course. But to have this achievement is great thing.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you work with Paul Brown, who I think is one of... We're actually... Paul's yeah. going to be playing with Larry Carlson at our Fresh Coast Jazz Festival in August and... I think he's one of the most one yeah. of the most successful people in music that a lot of people just don't know, and he's a great musician as well as producer and arranger and engineer.
1: Yeah, yeah, Paul is amazing. He's not just a great friend from us, but he's as I said, he's got the best feeling of what is great song, what is great hook, how should be the feel of the of the song, yeah. or of the entire album, and of course, Larry Caranton, you know. Yeah. What a dream combination! <laughs>
0: yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, do you remember the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio?
1: Yes, it was I think 2010, mm-hmm. and it was uh, on it was in London. This was just uh, in London with Fred Lucas, and I, we couldn't believe it. We hear our our song, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> we knew it will be going this way, you know. Yeah, and I, I have to say, I still appreciate it so much. Anytime I hear our music in in the radio, I still you know listen to a lot of radio stations if i have time because it's great to uh, to hear what other songs are like and it's it's of course great atmosphere from it and we also have our own uh, radio show it's called uh, three stages radio show which is airing like uh, around 10 radio stations Uh worldwide and that's why i'm you know i really love to listen and listen to i appreciate the, the radio hosts and the musicians and and the songs it's always really great and We learn a lot about listening to the radio.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've never heard, every artist I've asked that question of, they say that it never gets old. They can be, they can have been in the business for 40 years and they say it never gets old hearing their songs on the radio.
1: Of course, of course. It's always, we appreciate it so much, the people like you and to appreciate the artists and to play their music. Yeah it's the most important for us because yeah. it must be it must be out there that people can listen to it
0: yeah yeah and and i think good music like it doesn't matter where good music comes comes from or who it comes from right i think music that moves people it's always going to have people are always going to want to mm-hmm. listen to it people are always going to want to play it you know when it's just good music and i think that's one of the beautiful things about music it's just if it makes you feel something you want to turn it on you want to listen to it
1: yes exactly yeah. exactly it's, it as we spoke about, it doesn't have to be someone famous or popular. Right. It's great music. It's great music. <laughs>
0: yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So what would you say for you is the most rewarding thing about being a musician?
1: I think the most rewarding thing is to do music as your, as your job. You know, you do something with your love. And of course, it's not easy. As we mentioned before, there are some, sometimes times which are challenging. And of course, the traveling could be very stressful. Some, you know, jet lags and airplanes and so on and so on. But if you do this, what you love, you forget about it. You just enjoy it. And staying there in, in front of the life audience, it's, it's the best thing. The yeah. energy and, of course, releasing really new music, writing music.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, let's listen to another one of your songs. How about we take a listen to Keep It Simple with Damon Day? You
2: know, I was just thinking the other day. So good together. Ooh, yes. Said it feels real good to have you right next to me. I get so excited just to know I have some. Cause we always find the time of knowin' that she was my angel, and we always find the time to make a love, cause you're the only one, only one, the only one, I'm thinking of.
0: That was Freestyle featuring Damon Day with their song Keep It Simple. So Magdalena on our show, we love to play this little game we call Bout It or Doubt It, okay? So if you're bout it, it's something that you like. If it's if okay. you're doubt it, it's something that you don't like, okay? Can we can we convince you to play today? Mm-hmm. All right. Get
2: no I if you buy them, get them up. up. I mean you buy, the, buy, it. Mean you buy it It. Buy buy I mean I, represent. I, represent. It's 99. It's
0: 99. I doubt it. All right. So we're going to spin the wheel and get you a category. Then we're going to ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions. Okay. All right. So, Magdalena, your category today is travel and leisure. About it or doubt it, mm-hmm. Hawaii.
1: Hawaii. I love it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is there a special place in Hawaii? Is there a special island in Hawaii? And what are the things you love to do when you're in Hawaii?
1: I actually haven't been to Hawaii at all, so I okay. would have to go absolutely anywhere there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting you say that because I, my family, we have, a, I have a wife and a 16-year-old daughter, and we have a horrible time picking family vacations. So we have resorted oh. to having everybody put the name of a vacation location in a hat every year and we pull from the hat, right? And so this year Hawaii was actually pulled mm-hmm. from our hat. So we're going to be planning a trip to Hawaii and I I am so looking forward to it. I've never been either. And so I think we're going to going to start out on the Big Island and try to hit some of the other islands and but I'm really looking forward to it. I I can't I couldn't think of a, a better way to spend a vacation than in the sun and and hanging out on a beach or something. Mhm. Well,
1: wow, yeah. And it's beautiful. I saw pictures and videos. It's beautiful. Yeah, I have to go there also once.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: All right. We're going to do one more
0: about it or doubt it question. Discount airlines, about it or doubt it?
1: Oh, Oh, this is a tough question. I, I don't know what actually are discount airlines. So they're the airlines
0: like, you know, like that are less expensive. So like in the U.S., we have airlines like Spirit and Southwest I think in Europe there is an airline called Ryanair out of Ireland that's that's that you don't get the same level of service but it's it's a lot cheaper, you know?
1: I'm not sure because I think they they are mostly tricky.
3: Yeah. Because you
1: book the flight and then there come the hand luggage and everything comes extra so it, in the end it's it's more expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: See for me I'm with you right there. I'm I'm totally with you. It's a big doubt for me too because that's <laughs> been my experience. Like I I you know like it looks good on the surface because maybe you're saving a couple hundred dollars on an airline ticket but by the time they put every they charge you for everything like they charge you for a bag you know they charge you for a pillow if you want a pillow and then you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right by the time you're done it's the same price as the you know as the other airlines and you don't get the same level of service you
1: know yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you even get a seat there? Right.
0: Yeah, right. It's kind of like a lottery sometimes trying to get a seat on some of those airlines. Right. I'm with you 100 percent. I feel you. I feel you completely there because that and, and especially for people like you guys who travel all the time, like, you know, a delayed flight can really impact your schedule pretty substantially, can't it?
1: Yes, 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 exactly. So when they are not real reliable- it's really you can forget about it right
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely so so how do you guys know when a song is ready to be released to the world
1: this thing is actually the robert work and robert job because he's the producer okay and he's mixing it and mastering it and then he knows when it's ready (laughs) okay okay but of course while writing the song we know okay this should be the hook this should be the arrangement but, really, the end touch he's doing, and he's really great at it, and he learned so much and I really love his sound, yeah, he, he's doing his songs yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: so so are you? Ner- are you guys nervous when a when a new song goes out into the world? Are you like sitting back kind of wondering how people are gonna receive it, or are you ju- are you just happy that it's it's out there or how how are you feeling when you release something to the world?
1: I think maybe we're always a little bit nervous. <laughs> But at the same time, if we are convinced this is a great song, then then we are more sure about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a mixed a mixed feeling. It's always exciting time, and we have actually a new single right now, which is going for ads now on Monday. Yeah. And it's called "Living in This House," and as we say, yeah, mixed feelings about it. We're very excited, and we hope it will be received very very good.
0: So so tell us about this song because I when I you know when I got the when I got the song from you. And I saw the title, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, there's a story behind that title. Is there a story behind that title?
1: Yeah, yeah. There is always a little story about every song. And, you know, Damon has stories. We have stories. And it's always good to have this, even if it's just a little bit of big us To have a little bit a topic, a little bit something to imagine about a song. And it has a lot of to tell. And I think it's, it's important that there is some kind of a nice thing, a story behind every song.
0: So what is the story behind living in this house?
1: Yeah, it's a personal experience from from, from us, you okay. know. So kind of a relationship thing, you know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, That's you can great.
1: can hours hours about this, right?
0: <laughs> uh huh. Well, let's take a listen to that one too. How about we play "Living in This House," the newest song from Three Style.
3: Cool. <laughs>
0: was living in this house three styles newest release and another song that I think for you guys is going to do very very well so Magdalena when you guys aren't making music what are the things that you like to do
1: well we have a lot of things we love except music and actually one thing what weird, has to do with music is traveling. We love traveling. Of course, not the part sitting on the plane for hours, but yeah. to see many different places and meeting new cultures, tasting great food and, and, you know, seeing, meeting new people. And we love the sea, all of us. We live here in Croatia directly on the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, great. We love diving, swimming, uh, oh, snorkeling. Wow. Robert is actually a diving instructor too. Oh wow. my sister too she's a great surfer and she also is great a golfer and they are actually right now in South Africa and they are near Durban so this is also on the coast yeah and this is maybe the one biggest passion what we have the water the sea and everything about it yeah and the nature right and then also Robert, he loves boat. He loves driving. He loves, uh, sport. He loves cooking. Me too. I, I love to cook and explore new tastes when we travel. And, and then I try to make it at home. I mostly, when we travel, I buy seasonings. And okay. then I try, you know, <laughs> to make it the same at home. And of course, my sister loves to cook too. And I think those are the, I don't know what, you know, if you travel and you see different activities, like, for example, walking or hiking and exploring towns. And these are all parts of, of the touring world. And yeah. it's really a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it's uh, things that we really, really enjoy and love to
0: do. So you guys sound like a band of Renaissance folks. And uh, I have to ask, are there are there any favorite places, travel places that you can, that come to mind for
1: you? Yeah, we really love the Mediterranean area. We love South Africa, we love the US, we love. Also we've been to Australia, we also love it there. It's pretty amazing. And in Asia, for example, Singapore, it's a very amazing place. Yeah. And South America, we've been to to, to Brazil and to the Caribbean, of course. Ah, there are so many. And as, as I said, we haven't been to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it will be on our favorite places list soon too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, based on the things you like, I think Hawaii, I think you would. It sounds like you'd love Hawaii. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: great, great water, right? Yeah, great
0: no doubt about water. it. Everywhere and great food, <laughs> right? I mean, so do you remember the first concert you ever went to see?
1: Yes, I said I went to a local in our hometown in Austrian Czech Republic, and this was a really big influence for me to see all the musicians playing live, and it was some kind of a just fusion band, and I really. Love the the fi- fact that the saxophone can be as a human voice, so very leading and very versatile. Yeah, and I think that it was when I also fell in love with saxophone.
0: Okay, are there concerts that you are artists that you haven't seen in concert that you'd love to see in concert?
1: Well, yeah, this is also a long, long list.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, uh
1: huh. Uh huh. I believe it or not, I haven't seen David Sanborn alive. Oh, that would okay. Be really a great thing to do and to, to see. And I didn't see Sting, for okay. example, alive yet. I really love his music. And, uh, uh, Bob James also would be, I know you uh, told me that you interviewed him. Yes. Oh, wow, he's so amazing. He is. Uh, as I said, the list goes on. <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's a really long list of artists, but I, what we haven't seen and would love to.
0: Oh, I tell you, all those those artists that you've mentioned, I've seen them all. Bob James was at our Fresh Coast Jazz Festival just last year. An, an amazing artist and the nicest man. We got a chance to have dinner, have dinner and hang out and have coffee and stuff and Just and he put his show was phenomenal, but just the nicest guy and doing it at such a high level. And I I I saw Sting in concert several years ago, and I got to tell you, it was one of the best shows that I had ever seen. From a just from the music to the stage production to the outfits to the you know just the interact interplay with the audience. Man, that guy and his band. They are absolutely phenomenal. So make sure you get a chance to see all of those folks when they come. Have you seen? Have you ever gotten a chance to see Lenny Kravitz? Because that's like the one artist I want to see that I haven't seen.
1: I haven't, no. I haven't seen him. Yeah. And I would really love to see him too. I just realized that Robert is coming back. If you want to talk to him, yeah. I can give you. Yeah? Yeah, let's so talk then, to Robert uh, for a while. Just a, just a second. I will look. Robert? Robert, are you coming? He's coming. All um, right,
0: fantastic. All right,
1: fantastic. Would be, that would be cool, you know. Once he is here to talk with him, yeah, absolutely. And uh, as I said, uh, the other about this thing, he was actually playing in Croatia, but in the same date we also had a, a show on our own, so it was really
0: uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> uh, unlucky,
1: but uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, make sure you get a chance to see him because he's he is pretty phenomenal in concert and just yeah, a great yeah. musician. I've loved his music for a long, long time and. And you know, whenever I, if I, if I, I hope to give an, have another shot to see him in concert as well. I also got, I was fortunate enough last year to see George Benson, who I had never seen in concert before, and I got a chance to see him last year, and he was really, really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Robert is coming. I
0: will give you. All right, Robert, welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Hey man. Hey, how are you hey, today? I'm, I'm good. How are you, Robert? a busy day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank you for taking some time to join us and we're doing a little tag team here. So, we're you are three style and there are three of you. So, we've got we had a little chat time to chat with Magdalena. We're going to chat with you for a little while and and we Gabriella was able to answer a couple of questions for us from South Africa, and we'll put her answers into the episode, hopefully. But glad you could join us for a little while today. And we talked a little bit about, I'm curious from you, I know you grew up in Munich, right?
4: Right. in uh, Germany, South South Germany. Yes. Yeah.
0: And one of the areas that I've, I haven't been there yet, but I'm looking to, it's one of, Munich and Germany in general are places that are on my bucket list, travel bucket list. And so I'm just curious from you, Robert, like, what was the music scene, the contemporary jazz scene like in Munich, and, and, and how has that evolved over the years?
4: Yes, I would say in the, in the time when I studied in Munich, the conservatory, the, the scene was very good. Cofield was playing every night in the Domicile Jazz Club with Adam Nussbaum and all these jazz cats who played later then. A couple of years later, they played with Miles Davis on the big festivals. Oh, wow. You know, in, in, but in this time, they played in a little club every night. You cool. know, just for, we had, in this time, we had Denmark. Uh-huh. It was like three or four dim. Now, these days, a coffee costs even the double of this price. Right, right, uh, right. So, it was. Ted Baker, for example, was with his band. He was always in this, especially in this uh, domicile, in this club. Uh he was there with a great band as well. Many, many American artists came to Europe and yeah, they made sometimes tours. They've been in Paris, then they came to Munich and continued to Berlin or Frankfurt. Yeah. Uh, It was great for us. Young guys, you know, starting in the conservatory and then after school we we went in the in the club the whole night, you know, spent the night there. It was really great time.
0: Who would you say are some of your biggest musical influences, Robert?
4: I will back up. I start with with the trumpet when when I was six years old in the marching band. Okay. So from the beginning, I said to my parents, I want to play the guitar. Okay. But there was no possibility for guitar. No, no, you play the trumpet. Let's Uh go. You you go (laughs) march with the others. (laughs) It's okay. You know, the lessons... All for free. This is school organized.
0: Yeah,
3: you don't
4: have to pay for lessons. And you know, I I actually I liked it very much. I, I play I play flugelhorn. Uh huh. Until this time, and I like it very much. A the, the brass instrument. But then four years later, when I yeah you know, I reached ten years old in the age ten. Yes, I started to get lessons in guitar. So my mother said, "Okay, you've been nagging me now for four years." Okay. <laughs> over the guitar. You know. And from this time I was ten, so I loved every I started classical guitar, of course, so uh-huh. all the Bach and these things. But then step by step it comes then I very early I, I got a very good influence of much older guitar player. Yeah. Richard Klimak is his name. Okay. And he introduced me to players like Wes Montgomery. Oh yeah. George Bands and Frank Zappa, I'm yeah. still a, a huge fan from Frank. You know, okay. his music horizon was so so large, endless.
0: Yeah, you
3: know, yeah. there
4: was no borders <laughs> for Frank, and I I really loved this uh, to to play without a border. Yeah, in music, and of course the contemporary, more contemporary players like Alan Holdsworth, British player, he's fabulous. Yeah. So, he was a fabulous player and yes and then also in the in the blues direction robin ford i know him personally yeah as well larry Carlton. oh yeah they they brought me more into the blues uh playing or let's say a little bit sophisticated blues playing Mm -hmm. not a traditional you know respect the tradition but Add some flavor from the modern, or more from the jazz, yeah. especially chords, and also in the improvisation. Yes, it was great for me. I I spent nearly four years in in America from okay. eighty nine to ninety three. I studied the first year. I studied on this MI Musicians Institute in Hollywood, okay. in Los Angeles. Sure. And after this, uh, I I said, okay, it runs good, so I I will stay. So first I was uh, uh, teaching, I, I teach, I used to teach there
3: mm-hmm.
4: and yeah, so they organized me the green card and all these papers, what I needed to, uh, for professional musicians. And I started gigging, you know, so I played normal, normal bands yeah. and I did also cruise lines. Okay from Miami or from Port Lauderdale we did a cruise with a great band great singer and a really great band they could play much more as they asked us to play <laughs> on the cruise you know this cruise is they just go to nothing and while they are cruising they play in the casinos you know yeah. so this is very in the background you know and but it gave us the freedom to play much more. As they 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 ask us what we should play, so we oh, okay everything there. So and it was really fun.
0: Yeah,
3: we
4: did this two months, and yeah, and yeah, and I was I was always a kind of also I was introduced very very early to a producer. His name is Amak. Okay, and he is the main producer for many 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 rock bands like Queen. He produced nearly. All oh, wow. Queen records, Billy Squire, and also the the solo album from Freddie Mercury. Oh, sure. And so I I started as a as a you know as a you know assistant. Yeah, you know, yeah. The classical thing, you know. You, hey man, we need a cable. Okay, I will bring the cable. Okay, you know. And then from time to time, it started more and more, and I I got in, inside a bit of a, like a scene, composer scene. Sylvester Levi, a very great composer, and he was a very strong influence, or not, very strong, for the album Flashdance with Iron Caron. Oh, sure. Okay. I, I I worked as a support for this, and also for Georgia Moroda. I worked as a support in the studio in
0: wow. Los Angeles. So, Robert, you've got a ton of experience, you know, playing as a musician and being a producer, composer. How are those two different? How is it different being a producer versus being a musician?
4: Both are serving the artist or serving the music first. That's always. But the producer, of course, he is kind of the whole project and try to bring out of the musicians, of the artists, bring out the best. That's it. My way, it was always, you know, to make it in a positive way. I, I I know I, I had some experience was really really great, but they've been shouting and putting the the the, the musicians down, and so that's not my way. You know, my way is always the positive. I I go inside with a lot of energy, and I I even say if it wasn't that great, but I still say it is great. But we yeah. can do it better. We can this way, you know. Then everybody. Feasible and and as a musician, you now the side guy who who fills the part. What you are hired? So let's say the guitar player.
3: Uh-huh. Okay, I'm
4: I fill in for this part. Or as an artist, like in the band three, so we three persons. So we are three <laughs> artists. Yeah. To sum into one band.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
4: know. So that's that's and then. You know, we we just try to, you know, start the show, roll the show, and and go on, and and have the the audience should have an experience and a, just a great time. You know, that's that's just what we love. Yeah, give the audience a great time in in the concert and communicate with them and have yeah. some, some fun. And you know, I love this very much. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. It sounds like it. It sounds like you're. You know, you're a consummate pro, but that, you know, it sounds like it's a labor of love for you. What is it like for you when you're on stage and you're seeing the audience really getting into your music?
4: That's one of those, lastly, the most beautiful thing what you can have. So people are reacting to your music, uh, what you're doing in this moment. That, that's mm-hmm. amazing. And you yeah. are exchanging, exchanging uh, feelings with the audience. So you yeah. are not... Uh, you know, there's no no glass bubble on the on top of the stage. Yeah. The audience are outside of this bubble. No, no, they're inside in this bubble. The bubble is the whole club
0: yeah. or
4: whatever, the whole festival. So this is this is what I like. So yeah, and also before and after, you know, when people come and well, you know, try to speak. And, yeah, you know, we have that's a normal thing. We love this very much. Yeah, and we try to give. As much as possible, try to give back the love, what comes from the audience to the stage.
0: I think that's awesome. I think that's one of the things that I, you know, that when I get a chance to talk to really good musicians who are passionate about it, it is evident to me that what they do is not about playing an instrument. It's about creating a feeling, right? And creating an experience for, for people through their music, right?
4: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the whole atmosphere. You know, this is a kind of a, you know, whatever, one or two hours magic. Yeah. No doubt. It's kind of a magic show, you know, just that we don't let disappear the rabbits. Just we we play the music and the music should, or if the music is transported well and then the the audience is reacting, you know, this is this what we all love, you know. Yeah. You can see it and you can feel it on in the band, you know, how they, they grow with this feeling what comes from, from the audience and the band is growing. You know, this is what you say, you know, the band is cooking.
3: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
4: This is this, you know. So this is the mixture between the musician, between each other, of course, the chemistry and what comes, the spice from the, let's say, the spice from the audience. Yeah, this makes it cooking. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very cool. I miss it at the moment very much. We. Through the pandemic, we, we've been not touring in the, in the U.S. Okay. until 2019, we've been every year two, or three times in the states, and okay. you know we be doing the the usual thing. We're doing the on the West Coast. We do Pagetini. Yeah, we do San Diego, the Mediterranean Chess Club we do the south east coast what we really really love very much perfect note we always play uh, two two nights in birmingham okay and in, in charlotte we played and and Jay lounge and of course we played the Seabreeze jazz festival what, what an amazing experience was anyway and yeah this this is this what really makes our life really fantastic.
0: That's great. That is awesome. So I, I this is a question I like to ask all of our guests and I'm really looking forward to your answers because I I know you are clearly a student of music. What would you say are your three favorite albums of all time, Robert?
4: <laughs> you know, there is a lot of albums. Yeah. But the first and the highest point immediately, directly, it's kind of Blue from my Davis.
0: Yeah. Okay.
4: And then there's then Let's say for some people a big gap, for my, other people not so big gap. But then comes uh, many many albums,
3: uh-huh. you
4: know. And uh, it comes, mine let's. I can't figure out which exactly album, but I like this early album from Wes Montgomery pre Warner Warner Brothers. They made him play, you know, California Dreaming and uh, yeah, yeah the cover songs. I don't agree so much. But this when he played as a trio or with Jimmy Smith on the organ, it was fantastic. The album was really I was amazed. And Joe's Garage from Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. It's still one of my favorites. Joe's Garage is a fantastic album. It was the musically was always great. But sound wise, the early albums from Frank. They'd be not that great. So he learned himself, I think, a lot in his own studio, and he involved really good people, really good engineers. And then from Joe's Garage, the sound was amazing. I put the record on the player, and I put the needle on, and my mind was blowing away about the sound. The guitar was like, was like, yeah, it was really there. That's fantastic. Before it was always kind of the, you know, buzzing uh, sound. But from Joe's Garage, the sound from the guitar was perfect. And the band, George Duke, you know, yeah, to expect, yeah, you know, the best from the best. That's know? right. He was, he was clever. You know, he took the best players. And I don't know, George Duke, he played, he played 20, 25 years with Frank, you know, yeah. so, so many years. He, he gave so much. He gave so much to, Frank, to Frank's music. It's really amazing. So, you no, know, that's, I think this are the, and Gabriella.
5: The three best, uh, music albums of all times for me would be Chicoria Spain, with Nicole Private Earthquake and, uh, Billy Cobham Spectrum. Why? Because, uh, I think Korea album is one of the most beautiful albums at all times and every time you listen to it you always find something new yeah. and the mixture of the Spanish South American rhythms is just so unique. Vinicola Utah I love so much because um, especially in this album he just plays so solid as a rock and I think this is the main beauty of a drummer. And um, Billy Cobham Spectrum, it's uh, the drumming masterpiece.
0: Those are some pretty good choices. We we asked your your bandmate Gabriella the same question, and then she's also gonna so she's also gonna share her answers to this next question that we're gonna ask you. So you can invite any three people to a dinner party. Who are they, and what's on the menu?
5: I would definitely invite my twin sister because she's my absolutely favorite person in the world, the number one, the soulmate, and I also know what she likes to eat. So I would prepare for her some nice Spanish tapas, because that's her favorite food, because it's very versatile and also healthy. What she likes is, for example, uh, pimentos de padrón. This is like um, little peppers with um, chunks of sea salt and they are grilled or fried and one of the few are very burny and apparently they bring you good luck if you reach the one which is burning. And then she also loves grilled sardines and... Um, little uh, bread with um, tomato spread and with cottage cheese spread and different kind of seafood and uh, different kind of cheeses and lots of fruit. So as a dessert, I think she would like cottage cheese fridge cake with mango topping and... um, So she likes a lot of salads, so like rocket salad and tomato mozzarella and uh, maybe aubergine salad. So I would like to prepare all these different flavors for her because um,
4: I know this is what she likes. I can choose anybody.
0: Anybody, living or deceased. They don't have to be musicians. Anybody.
4: Okay. Mr. Obama is on my list first. So he gets a special treatment. Yeah. He's not a musician, but I love, I love him as a person, even I don't know him. Yeah. As a person, but I, I'm reading very much books and I, I read a lot of about him and I love him very much. And yeah, so he, he is, uh, is the first. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, Maybe Miles, Miles, oh yeah, Miles Davis is maybe not the best dinner buddy. Right, right, <laughs> but right. He, my, <laughs> but he is definitely on my table. We have to choose just the right topic. Yeah, right. If he want to speak, or, or let's say like this: if he don't want to speak about music, then music is off the table. Yeah, and speak about art. Right,
0: speak,
4: up, speak about paintings and 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 whatever. So, I met Miles Davis in a, on a festival in Germany, ah, in Ingolstadt. And had okay. the, I had the chance to speak a few, 15 minutes with him. And, and he spoke just about art, about yeah. painting and how the pencil is moving and what the pencil in this moment is creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And he could speak for hours about this. So it's it's a really amazing. Uh,
0: it was another one of his passions.
4: Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. This another one of his passions. Second biggest passion was painting. You know? yeah. I love his paintings. Also, on on the album cover artwork, it was a very, very inspiration. So it's really great.
0: Yeah. Oh, we need a guitar.
4: We need a guitar player. Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Pick a guitar player. Who would <laughs> so be your guitar player?
4: So we bring one up from Phoenix in Arizona, Mr. George Benson. There you go. Lisa, oh yeah. I think. Yeah, I think they will fit very good together.
0: That would be a fun dinner party. I was just telling Magdalena when yeah. we were talking that I got a chance for the very first time last summer to see George Benson in concert, and it was amazing.
4: Uh, yeah. it, it was really amazing. It crazy. But with three people... Yep, yeah, that's three people. It three people, we need a good producer. Yeah. Okay. Three... <laughs> okay. You can add a producer. Go for it. I want to say just... I just want to say one. If there's these three people on, on the table, we, we need a good producer. And I would would invite I would invite Mr. Quincy Jones. He could oh, handle all of them.
0: He could. <laughs> oh, man. Now, see, that's a dinner party, Robert. I got to crash that dinner party.
4: Yeah. I got to crash that dinner party.
0: <laughs> and so what's on the menu?
4: Oh, yes. So we will start as a, let's say, like we will start as a, the starters will be like Antipasti. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit from the Mediterranean area, where actually where we are at the moment. Yeah, we are not living anymore in Germany. Okay, we live in in on the Adriatic coast near the border to Italy, Trieste, Venezia. Okay, I don't think everybody knows this. Venezia is like two hours away, and yes, so that the classical starters is, is antipasti with olives. With brochute and melon, of course, if you want, and then we continue with a little pasta, like with already with a little fish. Yeah, on it they had here the, this salt fish, so it's like kind kind of a kind of a sushi. So it's not it's it's raw, okay, but it's, it's salted, and it, for many months they they work this fish, and it's. And then this olive, olive oil, it's fantastic. Ah,
3: fantastic.
4: sounds good. Yeah. And then, of course, we have a main, main, main dish. So it depends if you're a vegetarian or you like meat. And I think there we could be a little bit flexible. I would prefer a very good. Yes. A very good vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Uh, dish. So. Zucchini or cucumbers and aubergines, everything from the roasted, on mm. the grill. Mm-hmm. And for the meat lovers, we could make the same, let's say, ribs or little steaks. Oh. We have these little steaks so are yeah. really nice and rare, uh, really cool. And dessert would be the first dessert will be grappa, very ah. high percent liquor.
0: Oh, yeah, there <laughs> you, you
4: go. You need this to clean up a little bit your there system. There you go.
0: There you go. Yeah, and,
4: and then you can have a creme du whatever. It's, you know, this little sweet is what they burn yeah. on top uh, the fire. Very uh, really nice. Yeah, I think that's the dinner.
0: All of this from the Adriatic Coast. That sounds pretty good to me. That sounds yes, like a yes, good deal. Yeah. That sounds like a good deal. So, yeah. so Robert, what does the rest of 2023 hold for 3Style? I know you're just about to release some new music, but what does the rest of 2023 hold for 3Style?
4: Okay, as you mentioned, next week we are releasing a new single from the current album, Better Days. It will be the second single mm-hmm. from this album. First single was most or it was longest Late single on the Billboard. Okay, great. It didn't. Re- it didn't reach number one. Yeah, but it was top top five. That's pretty good. And sometimes it's not that important to be number one for one week. Right. It's important to be long time staying in the charts and also, of course, on the radio. Absolutely, the hosts are still playing it and still holding. The song up and yeah. uh, Time to Shine was the last year it was the longest played single in smooth chess format, radio format.
0: Yeah, wasn't it like fifty-four, fifty, fifty weeks or something like that?
4: Something like that. You yeah. Can, I think we could uh, read the, the the newspaper. It was yeah. in the newspaper there from Ellen Kepler.
0: That's pretty amazing. Yeah,
4: it was yeah, we've been also very excited about that. Yeah. So it's very good. Actually, I am a little bit ahead. I already recorded the whole new album. Okay. I record all. So I'm composing this three-style music. I'm composing basically on, on guitar. Okay. So I stretch out whatever it comes in my mind. And then I I form kind of an arrangement. And then already I ask Gabriella for playing the drum on it. Gotcha. So then... Then I play again a little bit on the arrangement. And then I sent it to Los Angeles to Mr. James L. Manning. He's an amazing bass player and we play with him since 2010 or something like that. We love him dearly. He is really amazing. And he is doing the bass. Okay. And then it's already, then the song, it's already there.
0: Wow. So when will we expect to see, hear that new album?
4: I think not that early. We are just on the second single on
0: gotcha. the
4: previous album. Okay, so maybe they there will be another single. Let's say three singles from the last album, and then maybe we take a little break. You know, to cool down everything. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. yeah. A piece of fresh, fresh new album with a new artwork and a new promotion for it yeah it could be that we go in the in the autumn Mm -hmm. or it could be also that on the beginning of next year
0: that's great that's great well it sounds like you have a lot of projects going on and that you guys are definitely keeping yourselves very very busy i want to thank you guys for taking time to join us today we really appreciate your, your time today, and we wish 3Style nothing but the best of luck. And I'm hoping to get a chance to see you guys live sometime next time you're in the States.
4: Yes, we let you know. All right. We are really, really happy to be on your show. We appreciate it very much. Oh, thank you very p- much. The
0: pleasure is right. all ours. Thank you, Robert.
4: All right. All right. Be safe and take care. You do yeah, the same. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Yeah, thank all you. Right. Bye-bye. All right, I want to take a moment to thank our original and ongoing sponsor of the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, Laffey Lightner and Good. LLG is Milwaukee's premier civil litigation firm with a national reputation for big firm results for its clients. Their relentless commitment to their clients in the courtroom is matched only by their authentic and consistent commitment to their Milwaukee home. Thanks, LLG, for sponsoring Fresh Coast Jazz. I also want to let you know that our 2023 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival will take place August 25th and 26th at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This year's lineup features Larry Carlton, Paul Brown, Julian Vaughn, Rick Braun, Lindsey Webster, Lynn Roundtree, Ali Silk, Jeff Ryan, and more. Get your tickets now by going to freshcoastjazz.com. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage.